Classic City Vibes podcast, conversations with musicians, artists, creatives, and others who make Athens, Georgia, and the community surrounding Athens an amazing place to live. Learn what is going on in one of the nation's most famous scenes, meet the new generation of people keeping the tradition strong, and hear how the arts are helping build our communities. This podcast is put out by the Athens Regional Library System, where we are committed to helping build strong communities and celebrating our diversity, engaging communities, exceeding expectations. If you enjoy the podcast, please make sure to give us a rating or review on iTunes. All right, so today we have with us Annie Leith, who is in Atlanta right now, but has spent a lot of time here in Athens, uh, went to UGA here, correct? Yes, yeah, yeah and, correct. And worked at, did some studio work here as well. So when did you first move to Athens? Um, I moved to Athens in August of 2015 with the start of my undergrad. And yeah, I was, I was there until like about two no, about a year ago, right before COVID hit, actually. Yeah, it's an interesting time to move. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so you don't really know much about Atlanta yet because you've been there during COVID, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of weird because it's it's like I'm starting to slowly see like what all of the interesting things are to do. Like I knew all the streets by now, but obviously everything else was shut down. <laughs> you haven't got to see any of the venues or much or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, I still, I still, I've only been to Smith's here and, and nowhere else yet. Oh, okay. Smith's <laughs> is a really good, it's a really mm. good place. Yeah, yeah. So where were you at before? Um, I'm originally from Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. Okay. And you, what made you decide to go to UGA, to the music school? Yeah, it, it was uh, because of the music school there specifically. I, I was there for violin performance and, um, one of the things that my teacher back in high school was telling me was that you're supposed to have lessons with each of the um, possible professors you're going to be working alongside, um, just because those are the people that you're going to be with the most. And um, I had a really good lesson with my then teacher, Dr. Heald, and it just went from there. So you have a lot of background in classical music then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was only up until like, I guess, graduating college that I stopped doing that regularly. Does that inform what you do in, now in terms of like production and your own songs and things like that? Definitely. Yeah. And, and it's become um, a lot more useful really in the last few months because there's been a few situations where we've had um, session violinists and string players in the studio and um, it, it's been like a, a good uh, way to be able to translate between the two worlds a little bit so those were your people yes <laughs> yeah I was like please let's talk about let's talk about Brahms <laughs> you probably missed that a little bit right yeah definitely yeah. it's especially orchestra like that was one of my favorite things it was who was some of your favorite composers um, I was a really big Steve Reich fan in school. Oh, okay. That was like one of the first things that started to get me into more like electronic music was sure. being introduced to him. And kind of like the minimalism aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it felt like it was a little bit, um, grungier than, uh, Philip Glass, but it was still kind of like <laughs> there was organization to it, you know? I like that. He's, he's the 
grunge version of Philip Glass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He'd appreciate that, I think. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. So what was your experience of the music scene here in Athens when you were here? Uh, really positive. It was uh, always, and I, I miss it a lot, and I, I still come back to visit um, it once every few months, you know, but um, it's super inclusive uh, group of people, and it's, like, small enough that um, whenever there's a bill put together, I feel like it's always a different genre for each set, which is one of my favorite things. It's, like, by the end of the night, it'll be it's like a really heavy hardcore band and in the beginning it's like a singer songwriter um so no matter what you're into if you hang out long enough the show will eventually get to something you like yes <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> especially back at um at go bar i felt like it was all over the place so that ended up being one of my favorite places to be when i was there so when you're producing someone else's album do you feel like more pressure as a producer than you do when it's your own album and you have of the freedom to do what you want or some are more pressured like when it's your own album just to make a great album um yeah i think i think probably more pressure um when it's someone else's because it's more about like listening to what the song needs and not necessarily what what your voice would put into it um and it's kind of hard uh for me sometimes to differentiate between those two um especially when uh when you're not really sure how much you're supposed to put into it to like that whole gray area of production um kind of thing and I, I assume like probably every artist comes in with maybe a little bit different idea of how much they want you involved is that yes yeah absolutely and I, I kind of I, I tend to start more on the like light end of it and um if, normally, if, if they end up wanting more input, they'll be pretty upfront about it, you know. So other than Glass and Reich, who are some of your influences musically? Um, I'm a huge, like, St. Vincent fan, Kishibashi, who's, like, I was super excited when I found out that he lived in Athens, too. Um, did you help produce one of Kishibashi's albums? I, I got to do some additional engineering for him, which was really fun. And then actually got to do a little bit of like string arranging for him down the line. Hopefully that comes back eventually. But that's awesome. It was it was cool. It was like a little bit difficult to not like fangirl at first <laughs> a little bit, but like definitely ended up positive. Is that the first time you got to work with a band that you were really into? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so actually. Um yeah, and it was also super like, and it, it wasn't even like the full band in that situation. It was like it started just kind of like with it being like one on one for maybe the first few hours, and it, which made it extra intimidating <laughs> because also everyone in the music composition program is always like using him as an example for like fusion between classical and non classical. I'm like, oh my god, all my teachers love you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's pretty cool. Did you, you did you get to see him perform live? Yeah. Well, actually, there's another fun thing is he played at the theater when I was working there. Um, so I got to kind of help with load in and stuff a little bit, which was also really fun. And who are some others that? Um, I, I'm a big Andrew Bird fan. Um, trying at Laurie Anderson for sure. 
Andrew Bird, he plays violin, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's really good, if I remember right. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's he's a, a very good whistler. I remember he whistles a lot. <laughs> I, I literally, I do not understand how, like, the physics behind how he's able to whistle that well. <laughs> so maybe one day you can work on an Andrew Bird album and you will know what's going on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know he can take a lesson. <laughs> so you've worked with a lot of different artist uh, we talked about a little bit of this touch on a little of this before um how do you approach a piece when you're a producer versus an engineer versus a mixer um is it is each one a different kind of role is one more you know or, or, or do you approach them all kind of the same based on what the artist is wanting um i i used to think that they were that i would approach them really similarly but in the last year, like taking more of an engineer role on a lot of the projects that I've been on um, has made it so that I, I realized that it's really helpful to have like a producer and engineer both as like separate minds. Because if I'm like deep in engineer world, sometimes it's kind of difficult for me to like provide the correct like creative input. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's definitely a bit of a left brain, right brain thing. But then mixing is kind of definitely more of a gray area, especially now that like more production seems to be involved with that as well. Do you have, do you prefer, do you have a preference which you enjoy more? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I really, I like engineering because of the social aspect of it. Um, I, I like being in the studio with a lot of people, but I mean, that also can apply to production depending on the situation too um I don't know I'm still kind of feeling it out um I used to think that I wasn't huge into mixing but I've started to like it more in the last like few months but yeah we'll see <laughs> do you do any classical composing still um, a little bit I mean I uh wrote a piece about six months ago for um, my friend Serena who's a local violinist and she I think is putting it out on uh, like as a CD release sometime in the next few months but um that that's been about it so far right? I mean I'm always open to it but it um it normally has been like it, it comes to me I don't I haven't been seeking it out more recently yeah. so you've had what three new singles you've released this year so. yeah yeah, yeah. Are you are you making your way up to a full album release this year, or what's going on? Um, it it is an EP, which makes it feel a little bit weird to be releasing so many singles beforehand. But um, it it'll be a six song EP that's out in um, probably like late August. Um, but then I'm, I'm hoping that the next thing after that will be a full length. Yeah. Um, is that going to come out on a specific label, or are you putting it out yourself, or? Um, I, I've been working through a uh, super canoe, um, in town and it's been just kind of like, they've been helping me with, um, the publicity and, um, they, they shot a video for me a couple of weeks ago where we, uh, kind of went through all of the stuff that's about to be released, um, in that tree room, the Chase Street warehouses, which was really fun. Um, but yeah, so it, it, they're kind of, it, it, it's a label slash like production company that I've been working through. I guess the lines between what a label is have definitely changed so much. In the, yeah. In yeah. It, it could mean 
so many different things. You know? Yeah, for sure. Especially like, but and the great thing about them too is that since they're all musicians and stuff, it's very like, and, and it's new too. So it's been kind of a little bit of a, of a gray area um, type of thing right now, which kind of, I think keeps it interesting. And there's just like a lot of creativity happening there right now. So tell us about some of the new songs that are out now and are coming out on the EP. Uh, are they a lot like some of your last your previous work or kind of tell everybody about what's, what's coming up? Yeah. Um, so it's, I think it's similar to previous stuff um, in kind of sonically, but I think now there, there's a lot more like synths and, and, and drums involved and I'm kind of going more into um, like a songwriting type of situation than before it was it, a lot of uh, more like ambient. I, I was a lot more influenced by um, the like, like new music uh, ambient community. And um, I think it's starting to kind of go more into um, like, I, I don't, I, I don't know if I like to say indie pop, but, um, but it's definitely got more like pop um, influences to it than it did previously. And more lyrically driven than some of the past work? Would you say? I think so. Yeah. And then like, I, I've been working a lot more on um, vocal production and stuff. So a lot of um, like vocal layering, um, which I, I don't think was really happening before. Is that something that has come natural to you as far as songwriting in terms of like lyrics and things like that? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> the, uh, like the melody side of things um, was always more natural just because of a violin. But um, but no, it, it's been like really difficult to start feeling comfortable with writing lyrics to things for sure. Yeah, I would think that would be a big jump if you're classical and ambient and in that kind of world where lyrics don't even necessarily need to exist. And when they yeah. do, they're not really the focus. And then suddenly kind of switching the gears a little bit. I could see where that would be a little daunting. It's definitely like it, it took a minute to like not feel like everything that was being written was ridiculous. And, and like, <laughs> like really like feeling like I was in middle school or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably and, and you know, even great lyrics. Sometimes if you divorce them from the music, if you just read them, you're like, it's not so good, but when you hear it, <laughs> but when you hear it with the music, it's like, oh, that's amazing, you know. So I think, I think there's something about lyrics that's very different than say like poetry or something like that. That yeah. it has to like work in a way with the music that you know poetry doesn't necessarily work with music all that well sometimes. So it's an interesting thing. And what about the rest of the summer? You got anything else lined up? Um, I'm going to be back at Smith's on i think july 22nd and then actually the day after i'll be back in athens and we're not really sure of the venue yet but um I, I was in a band back my sophomore year of school called future lives um with uh my friend brandon and there's like a bunch of local musicians like uh uh nick malice and um and nick robbins uh they're all gonna be coming back to future lives for a show on that day. And then I think I might be opening up for them, but I'm not sure yet. But you're going to be playing with them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what's that? Is it, that's a hardcore band? 
No, it's uh, they're, they're kind of it's like folky, it's uh, indie, psych, folky. Okay. Music. They're, they're Americana. I, I don't really know what to call it. It's it's good music. <laughs> <laughs> that goes good with your new singer songwriter career. <laughs> yeah. Who are some of your favorite Athens bands that you got to see when you were here? Um. Yeah. It, well, it goes without saying to say Kishiwashi, but um, I really like Waiuka. I, I saw them at Homewood Social, like, like maybe a, a little over a year ago, and that was really fun. And uh, I think Cicada Rhythm and Leanne Peppers are a couple of my favorites, too. Oh, okay, great. Yes, Cicada Rhythms did a virtual concert for us. Here oh, really? Here. Yeah. It was, oh, they're always great. Yeah, it was really cool. So, <laughs> um, so we always ask people what they're reading now or what a book or a book that has had like an impact on their life yeah um so the book that got me back into reading a ton over quarantine was um just kids by patty smith um and it's really great for like any anyone in like creative world that wants to learn about like new york in the 1970s it's it's really sad, but it's it's beautiful, and I loved it. So, were you a big Patty Smith fan before you read the book? I wasn't, but well, it's funny because I I looked her up while I was reading it, and I didn't realize how much um, like she had kind of dove into the ambient world too. Like she had some stuff with Charlotte Gainsbourg more recently, and well, I don't I know. Didn't. yeah, it's, that's um, interesting. I know it's super surprising. So I'm a huge fan of hers now. I I really <laughs> only knew like the the hits that she put out. I didn't know anything else. Yeah, but now you're digging into her back catalog. Oh and yeah, new stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's song songs that last like 30 minutes. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> you go from the three minute punk song to the 30 minute like ambient. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm sure there's some middle ground there. I just haven't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there doesn't need to be there, right? You can do 3, <laughs> yeah. 30, 3, 30. That's perfect. Exactly. <laughs> and you're also, weren't you in a band called Starbenders as well? Oh, no. So they uh, they came through Maze. They, we were working with them a little bit, uh, maybe like six months ago. They put out some live stuff with us. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I saw them. I, I, for some reason, I was th- thought you were in the band or something. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, if someone is just now getting started in music, would you have some some advice for them or tips? Yeah, um, man, I, I guess probably, well, okay, so I, I remember when I was first starting to record or wanting to record people, my like main mentor from back in Athens and Drew Vandenberg told me that the hardest part is starting and that if you focus on that and and not the backup plan, then you're not going to fall into the backup plan. You just have to like go full force into it and just like realize that the starting is the hardest part. That's good advice. For sure. So you've done some classical, you've played, done some ambient, you're doing some singer-songwriter stuff. Is there something project-wise or some style or genre or something that you would love to do that you've never got around to doing yet? Um, 
Is there a reggae album in you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I think that I, I've always wanted to work with a full band. I, I always thought that would be kind of fun. But um, up until now, it's kind of been a bit of a logistical thing where, like, the reason why I started looping was, like, because I didn't want to have to, like, schedule band practices with a bunch of people. Um, so that would be the only thing that's, like, keeping me away from that. But I always thought that would be a really fun thing to go more, like, big, big sound, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, you were in Future Labs, right? Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. I, I guess I mean with something where I, I have the, um, I, I would be the writer and like still like. Oh, I got you. Man, so you were the main kind of creative force for it. Yeah, it's a it's a dream somewhere far <laughs> far away. But ah, <laughs> uh, just a couple years. I've yeah, been, sure. Twenty twenty three. I can feel it. <laughs> All right. Well, where can people find more information about you if they want to keep up with you, see what shows you're going to play in, listen to some of your music, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm on um, Spotify. I'm on Instagram, just under Amy Leap. Um, yeah, I have a, a website that's just AnyLeap.com if you want to see um, like past records that I've worked on and stuff. That, that should be the main spots. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. Yeah, thank you for having me.